Let's get back to the guest hotline right now, the Progressive Insurance guest line. And, uh, of course, if you want to talk boxing, you go to this man right here. You go to his YouTube show every Monday night, Montero on Boxing. And here he is, the great Mike Montero. What's up, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well, Dave. How are you doing, man? You're working on Valentine's Day. Shouldn't you be at home watching, like, a rom-com and eating ice cream or something right now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've had the Hallmark <laughs> Channel on all day, and I've surrounded myself with daisies and roses, Mike Montero. I gave, I gave myself go. a man card violation. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, I know what goes on in your house. I bet you've been following orders all day long and doing all kinds of things you don't want to do. Yeah, we, this is the one holiday you know, every year that guys cannot screw up. So I've been <laughs> on my P's and Q's. I think I got everything right this time. <laughs> hey, let me, uh, before we get into all the other boxing stuff, uh, you know, watching the fights on ESPN last night, that's the first time I've seen Jared Anderson fight. He's six foot four, two hundred and thirty five pound. He's only twenty one years old out of Toledo, a heavyweight. Eight no with eight knockouts. This kid looks impressive, Mike. Do we finally have a young, great American fighter on the rise here who can do something in the heavyweight division? Yeah, I think a lot of people are excited about this kid, Dave. Uh, as you mentioned, six foot four. He's got the size. He's got the weight. Definitely got the strength. Right. He's right in the two forties, right around two fifty with his weight. Uh, last night he had a great concussive KO. Uh, eight knockouts in all eight of his pro fights so far. And like you said, he's young. He's only twenty one. He'll turn twenty two this November. So he's a young guy that they can build up. They can take their time with. But a lot of people are excited. We can't jump the gun because we just don't know if he can catch. We know he can pitch, but can he catch? Uh, you know, but definitely excited about this guy. You know, he's got a little bit of uh, personality, too, which is always a good thing. Doing a little shimmying in there and posing and smiling. Good-looking kid. Uh, he looks like he could be really marketable. He's got some personality in the ring. Yeah, he's been fighting uh, on those ESPN cards from top rank in the bubble in uh, Las Vegas at the MGM Grand there. And he was really, really busy last summer. I'm just looking over his uh, resume uh, during the after the COVID, the lockdowns and all that stuff when Top Rank came back and did the bubble series during the summer. He fought in June, July, September, October, and he just got back in the ring last night. So they're keeping him busy, getting him in there. But like you said, it's, it's not just that he's knocking guys out. He's got a personality. He's a good-looking kid. He's good on the mic. All those things help, Dave. And all that power he's got, too. This is a guy, and, and, and as you said, uh, Mike, as we both said, only 21 years old. I like the future of this kid. It's Dave Smith and the Dave Smith Show here at SportsMap Radio at SportsMapRadio.com. Uh, you know, um, when I saw Billy Joe Saunders uh, dominate um, David Lemieux, and David Lemieux, of course, is no Canelo Alvarez, but I was so impressed by him, in and out, boxing skills, southpaw, quick feet, quick hands, and I said, I think this is the guy here. I like him over Canelo Alvarez if they ever fight. Now, I'm a little concerned that he's been inactive. He hasn't been busy enough, Mike. But he's got the style, I think, if anyone's going to beat Canelo. Fight him, you know, like Arislandi Lara did, some of these other movers and boxers, and being a southpaw. I like Billy Joe's chances here. Yeah, you're not, you're not alone in that opinion, Dave. A lot of people say that, that uh, Billy Joe Saunders, because he is a southpaw, he's 5'11", he's got that height and that length, and he knows how to use it. Uh, that he's going to give Canelo problems. The only thing, the only thing, Dave, is that he's only fought one top guy, and that was David Lemieux, and that was, I believe, a couple of years after yep. Gennady Golovkin absolutely pulverized him and ruined him. He's never been the same fighter since. So 
is Billy Joe Saunders one of those guys that fights to the level of his opposition? Because we've seen him in some fights since beating Lemieux where he hasn't looked so great. He's kind of played with his food. You know, he thought he'd get in there and dominate some of these B and C level guys, and they took him the distance. He's won all these fights, but he hasn't looked spectacular. So is it that he's just kind of playing down or fighting at the level of his opposition, waiting for that big Canelo payday? We should find out because I think it's a very strong chance. In fact, uh, I don't know if it's official yet, but I know that it's pretty close to being official that Canelo Alvarez, should he win his fight coming up in Miami, it's a mandatory in a couple weeks, uh, he will fight Billy Joe Saunders in May around the Cinco de Mayo holiday in Las Vegas. I've got an official prediction for that fight, Mike Montero. Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo. Billy Joe outboxes him. Billy Joe outboxes and wins the fight and gets robbed because it's in Vegas, uh, which is kind of the oh, pattern. When Canelo, that, that's my prediction for the fight. <laughs> well, you know what? It might, that probably wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Uh, you know, there's this guy named Gennady Golovkin who, uh, yeah, uh, that brings back memories. Good times. <laughs> I hope that if that fight happens, and I do think it will later on in May, that the judges are on the up and up and we get a good, fair contest. Because I will say this. Canelo Alvarez right now is at the peak of his powers. This is the best version of Canelo that we've ever seen, and he's going to be very, very hard to beat for any fighter at 168 pounds right now. Is um, is Billy Joe Saunders a better fighter than Callum Smith? I know Tyson Fury yes. said uh, Tyson Fury said he was extremely disappointed in Callum Smith, and he said, you know what? Canelo next, he goes up against an Irish traveler, a gypsy in Billy Joe Sanders, just like me. He doesn't know what he's in for. <laughs> those, those Irish travelers can fight, Dave. Yep. Uh, they, they've got a pretty good record lately. And, yes, Billy Joe Sanders is a much better fighter than Callum Smith. Uh, Callum Smith had a title. He, I will give Smith credit because he went through a tournament, the World Boxing Super Series. He won that tournament. He did win the legitimate title. And Canelo took that off him. But... There are several fighters in the division that are better than Smith, including Billy Joe Saunders, but there's also Caleb Plant. There's David Benavidez. So I think that there are still challenges out there for Canelo. I'd favor Canelo in all those fights. I would. But I do think that you know if he fights all those guys, some at some point I think he's going to come up short against one of them. It's very possible. And Canelo came out, uh, you know, he started his own promotional company, uh, Canelo Alvarez Promotions, which I think is a, is a very good idea. If you're going to do something like that, you know, a la Oscar De La Hoya, a la Floyd Mayweather, if you do it while you're in your prime and you've got leverage, you can call your own shots and be a free agent, bet on yourself. Uh, I think it's a great idea. And uh, I think as long as he keeps winning, he's probably better off, don't you think, betting on himself and promoting himself and, and keeping all the money? Absolutely. He, he's the biggest brand name in the sport in terms of dollars. There may be other, there may be more popular fighters globally. I think Manny Pacquiao is probably a, a bigger name globally. But right now, no fighter generates the money that Canelo Alvarez does. So if he, and he wants to fight three, maybe four times this year. That's the plan. If there's no injuries and everything works out. So if it ends up happening, then if you include the Callum Smith fight at the very end of last year, he's going to fight five times within 12 months. And if he's promoting these events, keeping the lion's share of the money. Uh, Again, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, guys in the past that have done this. I think he's following in those footsteps. It's a very smart thing. As long as he keeps winning, hey, everything's funny when you're making money. And as he keeps winning, he's going to make a lot of it. It's funny. As great a fighter as he is and as as popular as he is, uh, 
he, he, he really hadn't caught fire and wasn't all that popular in his home country of Mexico, at least a few years ago, Mike, where he was being highly criticized by Eric Morales and Marco Antonio Barrera and some of the great Mexican champions, and uh, he, he really wasn't accepted or beloved in Mexico, at least then. Has that changed now with all the winning and everything he's done there? Is he now like an icon and a hero in his own country? I think for the most part he is. Some of those older fighters look at him as being kind of privileged and having an easy road. You mentioned Barrera and guys like that. Um, I, I think that they look at it like they came up the hard way, and it took them a lot longer to make some of the money. They, well, they never made the money that Canelo's making, but it took them a long time to get the star power Canelo did and to get the love that Canelo did. So I think some of the old-timers, you know, the previous generation, think he's a little privileged and get, having the, you know, a little too easy. But Canelo is definitely one of the most popular athletes in all of Mexico right now. He's certainly the most popular boxer. Uh, he's a superstar down there. Tens of millions of people watch his fights when he fights. He fights in the United States, but they still watch him down there. And he's absolutely one of the biggest stars down there. And I think that's going to continue for sure. Hey, Mike, can you hold on? I want to talk some more boxing with you if you have some time. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Oh, the great Mike Montero. Kindly going to hang on for another segment with us and talk some boxing. Uh, my love, the sport of boxing with Dave Smith at SportsMap Radio and SportsMapRadio.com. Home Code Explorer only at Progressive.com. And uh, here he is, a writer for Ring Magazine. Uh, he has a vote for the International Boxing Hall of Fame, part of the Boxing Writers Association of America. And you don't want to miss the Monday night show, Montero on Boxing on YouTube for the straight poop on everything with the sweet science. He's kind enough to hang in there with us, the great Mike Montero. Mike, thanks for hanging on with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, um, well, this lightweight division is something else. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez and Tank Davis and Devin Haney and Loma. You know, in, in a perfect world, we'd have a little four-man tournament, and they'd all fight each other and, and come up with a unified champion, which probably won't happen because it's boxing. And... Second, Tiafimo said uh, the other day he's thinking about leaving top rank if, the, if Bob Arum doesn't start getting him the money in the fights that he wants. Uh, is his contract up with Arum? Can he do that? Not yet. Not yet. But, I, I mean, eventually I think that probably could and will happen down the line if, if Tiafimo keeps winning and becoming a superstar. That's just how it works in boxing. These promoters build these guys up. When their contracts run up, they want to go on and promote themselves. It works out for some guys like Canelo Alvarez. We talked about Floyd and Oscar before. And for other guys, it doesn't work out so well. So we'll see with Tiafimo Lopez. For now, he's a top-ranked guy, and he has a mandatory fight coming up. And with that mandatory fight, I think he just wants too much money. And top rank, you know, Bob Arum has been doing this a long time. He understands the economics involved, and he's just not going to overpay for that level of fight. Now, when Teofimo Lopez eventually fights a guy like Lomachenko again, or maybe it's a Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Gervonta Davis, Shakur Stevenson maybe down the line, uh, then, yes, you're talking big-time money. So he's got to pull back, pull, pump the brakes a little bit if you're Teofimo Lopez. I think great win over Vasily Lomachenko. He also beat Richard Comey. He beat a great fighter from Japan, Masayoshi Nakatani who is uh, proven to be a good fighter. But his mandatory against George Combosis Jr. from Australia, that is a mandatory fight. And, and there's a certain pay scale that comes along with that. So pump the brakes. The big fights come up down the line. You get the big money. 
Isn't it a good business move, though, for Bob to overpay him and give him what he wants here for long-term gain down the road for those mega fights where he's going to make a huge amount of money? Yes, and, and you know, it's, it's possible that Bob's already done that a few times. I mean, promoters do that very, very often with fighters where they'll, they'll overpay uh, for fights in the, in the, you know, right now, in the present time, knowing that the big paydays are coming down the line. Now, if he has something worked out with Tiafima Lopez, let's say, uh, down the line to move up in weight, which Tio wants to do, he wants to leave the lightweight division and go up to junior welterweight, top rank represents two, the two top fighters there, Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. If those two fight each other this year, which they're supposed to, and they'll completely consolidate all the titles at 140, and Tiafima Lopez wants to move up there and fight those guys, yeah, maybe you overpay Tiafima Lopez now so that you can get the payoff down the line for that fight. But that has to be worked out contractually. And we just don't know uh, how the contract, you know, what, what stipulations might be in the contract and how all that plays out. How about Tiafimo against Devin Haney and Tank against Loma and a little tournament, two winners fight? And there you go. Unified champ. That makes sense. I'd love to see it, Dave. But as you mentioned, this is boxing. <laughs> and, uh, in the 21st century, look, man, I love that boxing has gone global. It's bigger than it's ever been globally. Uh, globally, boxing is extraordinarily healthy right now. Yes. But it's also, because it's so global, it's fractured. And you have uh, promoters that have exclusive contracts with certain networks or streaming services. So we talk about Tiafima Lopez. He is a top-ranked slash ESPN fighter. Gervonta Davis is a PBC slash Showtime fighter. Ryan Garcia is a golden boy slash DAZN fighter, and on yeah. and on it goes. So how do you get all these guys to fight each other? And what happens, generally speaking, in this era is these guys want to build up their resume and build up the big fights so that they can get a huge, huge payday down the line. Well, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I'll give you an example. This weekend, Josh Warrington, a fighter out of the U.K., who is trying to go after some of the bigger fights later this year. He dumped the title that he had, wanting to make a big fight with one of the other champions in the division. He fought a mandatory, or a guy that, or I'm sorry, it was a voluntary defense. He, he uh, dumped his title to avoid the mandatory, and he got knocked out last night. So now his plans for these big million-dollar fights are gone. Instead of He should have took those big fights last year. He should have took went right to those fights. He tried to delay them to build them up to get more money. He ends up getting knocked out by a journeyman last night, and now his career is basically starting over. So some of these younger fighters, you know, they want the big money that Floyd Mayweather got, that Oscar De La Hoya got, that Canelo Alvarez is getting now. But sometimes they forget, you got to put in the work. you got to fight the fights to get to those paydays. The great Mike Montero. Montero Unboxing is the YouTube channel show every Monday night with Dave Smith here at SportsMap Radio and SportsMapRadio.com. Uh, uh, well, we keep hearing about Tyson Fury and, uh, and Anthony Joshua with the Britain kind of dominating the heavyweight boxing scene right now, going to fight twice this year. But uh, what's, the, what's the situation with Deontay Wilder's lawsuit uh, claiming that he should get the next shot at Tyson Fury with a third fight? Yes, so when they made a deal to do the second fight between Fury and Wilder, there is a rematch clause after that rematch, right, So for a third fight. However, if you talk to Bob Arum at Top Rank, who represent Tyson Fury, they will tell you that there was a deadline in that contract, and that deadline came and went, 
and they were not able to negotiate a third fight. So they're moving forward, and they're going uh, full steam ahead toward a fight with Anthony Joshua, which I think is great, and that's the fight that boxing needs. It would be the biggest fight in U.K. boxing history, Dave, by far. However, And let's hope they, let's hope they fight to, in the U.K. and not in the Middle East, I hope. Yeah, well, depending on COVID restrictions, yep. who knows? It, it could go to Saudi Arabia or something. But honestly, Dave, if they end up fighting, I think they're going to fight at least two times, maybe three times. And it's very possible one of those fights, maybe it's in Saudi Arabia, one of them's in London, or one of them's in Vegas at that new football stadium. I mean, I, I really could see something like that happening, a whole series. But Deontay Wilder and his team, they claim that the deadline came and went due to COVID delays, that they couldn't make the third fight at the time because of the, the lockdowns, the quarantines, and all that stuff. And so they're arguing that there's basically – uh, this loophole in the contract that Fury side and top rank are taking advantage of. So they're trying to take it to court. If you ask me, I don't think Wilder's going to get the third fight with Fury. All the conspiracy theories, all the horrible things he said about Fury, which yeah. are completely ridiculous and unfounded, uh, with, you know, with the whole glove stuff, Dave, that he loaded his gloves. Meanwhile, the trainer, Deontay Wilder's trainer, was in Tyson Fury's locker room watching him get glove, taped up and gloved up and approved the gloves, but not the trainer that Deontay Wilder fired, the one that he kept. Well, he was in on it. Wrapped. Yeah, he was in on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the one he fired, he claims spiked his water. So, I mean, yeah. he's lost his mind. But they're, they're going to court right now trying to get the third fight. I don't think they're going to get it at best. They might get some step-aside money at best. But I think we're going to end up seeing Fury and Joshua fight. Might have to wait toward the end of this year for that fight to happen, but I really do think they'll fight at least twice, and that's going to be huge for boxing, Dave. Okay. I can't hey, wait for that one. Mike, we've got, about a minute. we've got about a minute left here. The fight that all boxing fans want to see is Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. Uh, is Bud going to have to leave Bob Arum for that to happen, and what is his contract situation? He's going to be done with top rank, I believe, at some point this year, Dave, perhaps early next year, but I think it's actually this year. But you know what? Honestly, I think even if he leaves top rank, I just think Errol Spence doesn't want to fight him. I, I just, wow. I, I like Errol Spence a lot. I think he's a top 10 pound for pound fighter. I think he's a damn good fighter. I don't think he believes, or his team, they don't believe that they can beat Terrence Crawford, at least not right now. If that fight ever happens, it's going to happen when Terrence Crawford is old and bloated. They're going to move him up to junior middleweight. I'm telling you, that's the way it's going to work out. I hate to be a pessimist. I've lost all hope that fight happens, Dave. Wow, that is great stuff. It's Micah, have a good night. Thanks for staying up late with us, and always love having you on. All right, Dave, let's do it again soon, brother. There he goes, the great Mike Montero. Montero on boxing every Monday night. He's got his own YouTube channel. If you're a boxing fan, it is Can't Miss Boxing Television. The great Steve Hartman from the Loose Cannons on next to Dave Smith right here. That's Sports Map Radio.